It gives me great pleasure to be here today with, with Jonathan McDonald of Minima, a project I've been watching for many years. Um, many people in, in the UK blockchain scene been working in and around the company. Quite intriguingly for a new blockchain, it, it, it's using um, proof of work consensus, not, not proof of stake. Distinctively, it also, as well as that design, it sort of goes back to some of the roots of blockchain um, with, with people mining on, on mobile devices rather than with, with uh, major machines. So welcome to the Novum Insightful, Jonathan. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me, Toby. So, so Jonathan, I guess um, it'd be great to just start briefly with sort of what is Minima, how does it work? Sure. Well, Minima is a completely decentralized uh, new protocol uh, that's made up of two layers, uh, layer one blockchain called Minima and layer two called Maxima. Um, and Maxima is the scalable layer, which people can work and build on. And uh, layer one Minima is the, is the underlying architecture, which is uh, slow and stable. Whereas obviously Maxima is is fast and, and infinitely scalable, um, and uh, it's a blockchain that runs completely on devices, mobile devices or smart IoT devices, uh, in entirety. So there's no um, third parties at all. There's no external validators, producers, miners. Uh, your entire uh, device, if you're running it on your mobile, for instance, runs the whole blockchain, and uh, so there's no there's no intermediaries. And it's uh, because of that censorship resistant and uh, and is actually completely decentralized as opposed to claiming that something is decentralized. I need to find that actually it's not decentralized. Yeah, no, no. Amazing. So, so um, fascinating. And and I'd love to sort of go into that because because the way way I've had Minima explained to me in the past is is sort of essentially you're you're allowing for um, people to do it in a in with 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 just their portable mobile device or, or whatever. Um, how how does Obviously, other blockchains have, have looked to go for more processing power and all those kinds of things for consensus. What, how did you, I guess, technically implement that decision and where, where, how does it work kind of thing? Well, firstly, I'd say that Paddy, the CTO who wrote Minima, is definitely, um, you know, and also wrote the white paper, is probably the person, anyone listening who wants to get into the really deep tech uh, can, can go down that rabbit hole. In our Discord community, anyone can have a chat with Paddy, uh, also known as Spartacus Rex. Uh, if you go to discord.gg forward slash Minima, you can enter the Discord rabbit hole. But, um, <clears throat> you know, at the end of the day, Paddy... And I uh, are um, a very old guard when it comes to this. Um, Paddy's been uh, Paddy was originally a Bitcoin maximalist, um, and I've been speaking around the world around about uh, cryptographic solutions since the nineties. Um, the the B money paper and the Bitcoin paper in the late nineties was something that I was um, an exponent of, and uh, talking around the you know the emerging decentralized uh, ledger technology um, from two thousand and one onwards became slightly less confusing to people as they started to realize what was really going on. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that Paddy and I, unbeknownst to each other, 
uh, him from a tech perspective, me from a philosophical perspective, uh, both had significant reservations, especially around the Segwit Wars, uh, block size um, decisions. And, and we both, you know, felt in, uh, the same about this situation. Paddy went and built a version of Bitcoin um, that actually was the one that he thought Bitcoin could be, where there's no one who's incentivized to try and win or centralize the system, even if that's by hash rate. Uh, what I did was spend my the next 10 years from 2010 till now um, speaking around how you could rebalance society to enable a truer um, censorship-resistant freedom. Uh, and then we kind of met several years ago and it turned out that we kind of you know that us and Hugo the CEO have a very similar if identical vision and so you know if you're going to build something that's completely decentralized and equal where everyone has the same version running on this on their device there's no there's no hierarchy involved then uh, first of all you're certainly not going to be a proof of stake um you know yes sure proof of stake is easy cheap people earn great rewards but it's not censorship resistant it's not fair and it's even less decentralized if you're going to create a decentralized network um you need a couple of things firstly is you need everyone to run uh the same version um secondly you can't have any form of um hierarchical participation where some people can win more than others um that wasn't what we meant by blockchain originally so anyway, yeah, but this is this is the version that was meant to be built, um, but it's a natural progression, I guess, and it's it's finding its its place now. And people should also remember that Bitcoin isn't BTC. Um, so we the philosophical view of Bitcoin and B money and Bit Gold around that time that we were all discussing um, was not to uh, force people into centralization of. of supercomputers that wasn't the point it wasn't it, we weren't meaning things to be uh only only owned by the people who could could buy 1.6 million ant mining uh, computers that wasn't that wasn't the reason for this it's actually meant to be for people to be free of restriction and um and and in a fair free environment and that's what minima is building cool. um and and from from our research, I think we we there's currently seven hundred nodes securing the networks. Or, or um, um, no, it's about it's just just under nine thousand as of today. Nine thousand. I, I have no idea where where that came from. That's all right. No, it's okay. So um, um, it's all right. But we 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 announced we announced in the press uh, that yeah. when we hit seven thousand, which was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, which is just over 60% of Bitcoin's nodes, node count. Um, we're talking about nodes as in nodes that run the whole blockchain as opposed to nodes that are <coughs> slightly different uh, <laughs> different interpretation. Uh, we've just got under 9,000 at the moment, and by whoever knows by the time this is released, it may be nearer 10. We're hoping to get to Bitcoin size uh, by Christmas, and we will launch on mainnet with much nearer to a million nodes, which will make it not only the biggest and most decentralized blockchain in the universe. <laughs> And and just because of the design, your your sort of essentially, I on my mobile phone could be a node as much as an amp miner kind of thing. Is the thinking is correct? Yes, and and at the end of the day, the thing is, is that there's no mining on Minima. So um, this is the 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 difference between, let's say, running a node that is mining. Um, the, the, our nodes are actually um, fully validating and constructing nodes. They they do indeed secure the network, but there's no um, 
because everything's pre-mined, there's no incentivization to mine something to win a reward. Um, that's that 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 requires a crazy amount of energy mm. and is dominated by a few mining pools, as we all know. Um, that's not what we would class as decentralized or fair or free. So so it's the it's the yeah, the fair launch um process. Amazing. Um and so what what's the next stage in development? So it sounds like you've got a lot of people you need to be reaching at the moment to yeah yeah i mean we've are we have two aspects of our work one of which is to finish the protocol when it launches live on the main net uh, minima 1.0 will be the final version uh, obviously because there can't be any more built on top of something when there's no centralized architecture there's no the only reason minima is a company at the moment is to put this together and then release it freely into the world um, after then, there's no other version on top. Uh, so the first work stream is to complete and perfect the protocol. And the second work stream in parallel is to get as many node runners as possible to, to run a node. So my job is the latter. Paddy's job is the former. And um, and so we, we are um, incentivizing people at the moment to run a node by giving them one minimum coin per day. And uh, and that's up to mainnet. Um, we're doing that so that people um, feel as if there is a reward for being involved in the test net. You know, test nets are not perfect. Things mm. fall apart and break and stop working. <laughs> and so we're, we're helping people um, mitigate that in their heads by giving them a minimum coin per day. And in our tokenomics, which is available at minima.global, you'll see that our ambition is to give away the majority of the coins to the public anyway. So yeah, that's that's what that's what we're building. So great. Well, well, it's um, it's it's an incredibly. Uh, I, I think those kind of designs, um, if if you can then get those people using the network as well as playing around with it, um, um, it are always. Um, I mean, they scale very nicely, right? And, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, if we, you, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of utility. So, you know, we it's fine having a million node runners um, in a main net, but what we would really like is 10 million people using it, um, building apps on top of it. Um, you know, the Maxima app store um, it has already actually been built and we're slowly letting that open. Uh, the developer incentive program will launch um, probably in a month or so's time. Uh, I can imagine tens of thousands of apps being built relatively fast. They can be built in Java. Um, so it's accessible to, to most people. Um, and the good thing is, is that the app that you use on your phone or your device, your smart device of any kind, is yours. Um, yeah. No one can come along and turn it off. No one can take your data from you or skim your data and sell it to advertisers. Those things are abhorrent and were not even what we meant for the World Wide Web, let alone blockchain. So, um, yeah, it's going to be good to finally um, give the public their own network. Yeah, no, amazing, amazing. And then I guess in terms of sort of the landscape of people people using other blockchains, I mean, I mean there's, there's, I guess, Bitcoin people are um, buying to store. I mean, there's some people doing DeFi on Bitcoin plays. Um, then in Ethereum and DeFi, um, and there's a lot of activity on the new layer ones and, and huge amounts of things being built. How do you see you guys catching up in that that race kind of thing? I think, um, I mean, I would say this to the CMO. I think it's going to be a, 
uh, a an emotional difference between what we're doing and and what other chains are doing. I think that the 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 uh, interest will be an emotional choice between whether people want to be part of a ostensibly centralized network. I mean, at the moment, if you look at where um, other chains are really running, i.e. where the supernodes are, then you'll find either Google Cloud or Amazon Web Services feature very strongly, which means that it's actually completely centralized, as far as we're concerned. Centralization is binary. Either is or it isn't. It's not slightly decentralized. <laughs> Same as pregnancy. So, um, yeah, I think, I think there'll be an emotional decision between people who want to run a societal network versus a corporate um, centralized network. Um, but we don't really concentrate on the distance between us and the competition. We concentrate on the distance between us and our potential. And the potential is for mo- many people to be node runners and for us to be as invisible, um, increasingly invisible. And then as soon as launch happens, then we have no admin. We have no code structure access. There's no backdoor. There's no super node. There's no, you know, otherwise you may as well just create a SQL database and be done with it. You know, we don't need, I'm amazed by so many companies who actually claim, de- claim, claim decentralization. What's really going on is a, is a database that, that is, that is structured to look like it's uh, scattered all over the place. And that's scattering information is not the same as decentralization in our view. Interesting. And are you are you using IPFS in the back end and other groups like that, or is that... No. no? So Minimum is entirely built from the ground up. Um, okay. Our own. It's an entirely bespoke. Um, wow. But good question, though, Toby. And actually, uh, the the most inquisitive and knowledgeable commentators ask that question, and most people don't. So I'm glad that you did ask that question because if I looked at this from the outside, that's what I would ask. I would say, surely you can use the interplanetary file system as a as a as a background and then fork it from there or whatever. Um, and that's a valid question. It's not it's not what we're doing, but um, but yeah, you've made a logical point there. Yeah, no, no, no. That makes makes a lot of sense. And um, um, but but very impressive. I kn- I knew that you'd sort of got deep telco routes so perhaps unsurprising right in terms of the design yeah. but that um um still um yeah the, the 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 yeah how hard it is to make those design choices is is the, a nightmare it's a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> and also by the way fitting an entire blockchain onto a mobile phone is incredibly difficult yeah yeah no no i can imagine right there's a reason there's a reason why uh, why no one's done it yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so um, yeah, and 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 obviously, I, I mean, you've the the network is is also likely to be fast in its early days. I mean, what what we've seen almost always in in sort of blockchain adoption is is Vitalik back in the day was um, criticizing Bitcoin for costs of transactions and speed on the network and whatever and and there's obviously probably the major achilles heel among other things of ethereum is is its cost right um and um um, sort of how do you see that evolving with minimum sort of is it sort of are you going to be able to maintain the speeds that you're able to do Uh, it'll get it'll get faster so firstly uh if you create something that's completely decentralized but i just take one step back um, yeah. We fundamentally and categorically disagree with Vitalik's um, view of the blockchain trilemma. Uh, that is a post hoc, post rational 
um, argument based on a problem that he was unable to um, overcome. And so you would, if you were unable to not sacrifice uh, one of those three parts of, of decentralization and security and scalability, then you would then create an argument to say that you have to sacrifice one of those things. Um, we fundamentally disagree with that point, um, with no disrespect to Vitalik and the genius that he is. Um, but we think that you don't need to sacrifice one of those three things. In fact, we think that if you maximize those three things, what happens is that you have a network that becomes more secure as it scales due to its inherent and nascent um, at the moment, but uh, inevitable decentralization. Um, so, but saying all that, because we have a peer-to-peer network that um, that is shared uh, amongst multiple people, and the more that it's shared, the, the better the network is. Um, there is also a way of people choosing uh, their um, speed, essentially, um, and that's in our version of how you would burn um, minima by using it. It's in the same way as you can pay for an express post parcel as opposed to a snail mail parcel. So, um, but that's later down the line. Um, the truth is, is that if you if you were going to construct something that is ostensible, looks like it's decentralized, but it really isn't, like Ethereum, um, then unfortunately, the centralized component part is going to eventually slow everything down. That's what centralization does by design. Um, what you, you have to actually have no super nodes, no external validators, no block producers, other than everyone. And then you don't have the same problems anymore. Amazing. Okay. Well, well, fascinating. And then how do you see, I guess, the the main users of DeFi uh, probably on, on the EVM chains, um, I guess Solana's gathering speed and people, um, there's a lot of interest in what happens with Polkadot and maybe some of the DeFi on Bitcoin plays. But to the, how do you see the user adoption and, and bridging from from those users who are likely to be obviously you've got the early adopters who are running nodes on minima but but you kind of want the people who are um using all the evm systems and that i don't think that there's many users who are actually using the so-called decentralized financial um tools i don't i don't know anyone who is i i they're, 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 yeah the 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 offerings the coins the tokens who say they're a defi play <laughs> um, are, I guess, uh, optically, but um, I can't see the use cases in the general uh, public. I think that people are buying into the word DeFi and then hoping that their uh, spot trading um, percentage goes up, like today's Bitcoin. You know, the last six hours of Bitcoin has, I'm sure, delighted people who are into Bitcoin because it's gone up by three. Two, three percent, whatever. But um, I don't, I don't see the DeFi use case actually. And plus, also, I don't buy into DeFi being actually decentralized finance. I actually think that it's a reskinning of capitalist centralized control structures. So even if those coins and offerings were um, hugely mass adopted in actual financial use, which they're not, I would argue that they're not very different from the main banking system. Intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's all gathering pace in terms of where 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 things are going. But I guess the there's there's the. I mean, as we were talking about earlier, I guess the 
it's it's very speculator driven, right? So 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 it's then yeah, not 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 adoption. It's not adoption driven. So mm. I'm an I'm an I'm, yeah. I'm an empiricalist. So my my view is mm. that you know, same as electric cars. I would now mm. say that electric cars have adoption. Mm. Um, whereas whereas five years ago, seven years ago, ten years ago, I I would say that there's a lot of hype around electric cars. But there's no adoption. Now, if I look out of the window, one in five cars are electric cars. Now there's adoption. Yeah. And um, and DeFi, you know, with regardless of the name of the offering, um, if you if you if for me, I would like adoption to be seen as as one in five, one in ten people mm. who use that particular tool in a decentralized finance structure. But what I mean by decentralized finance is possibly different from those offerings. What I mean is there's no middle person or party there's no third party and that means that if there's a DeFi offering that actually is run by three nodes that's stored in google cloud that's not a DeFi offering if a DeFi offering actually has 22 um super nodes that actually control everything or three people who do make the main um code commits or in bitcoin's case under 10 people or ethereum you know those if i don't think that's decentralized finance <laughs> Um, it looks good. I mean, it sounds good. And, and let's not, you know, poo-poo the entire world of blockchain, but it certainly isn't what we've been speaking about for 20 or 30 years before this new wave of um, populist um, fashion comes along. Yeah, no, well, I guess the, um, from from my perspective, and, and when I, um, I guess when, when Uniswap and whatever first came out, um, and in the, especially in the version two, um, I remember playing around with it and going, this is great because you can spit. It was, it was something on a protocol that you could spin up completely peer to peer. Really? I mean, obviously like, like you've got Uniswap. Uniswap. Uniswap's a good, that's a good, that's a good example. That's a good example. Um, Well, it's, it's a good example, but it's, as close to DeFi as you can kind of it, it get is. At the moment. You've, you've, that, that's why it's a good example. So if you were to choose yeah. a spectrum of DeFi, yeah. Uniswap, Uniswap is is the is the furthest end of the spectrum towards what decentralized finance actually looks like. If you they remove the ability for any party to be involved in a transaction. If you want to create something and sell it and someone wants to create an account and buy it. Then, then you're 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 matched. It's you know. I think that's that's what that's the minimum standard of decentralized finance. And and what what it isn't, however, is creating an ERC twenty token, calling it a DeFi coin, yeah. uh, launching it in a Korean exchange, and getting some form of billion dollar valuation. That yeah. is not what I would call DeFi. Yeah. So so the way it's been used is is perhaps. Is speculator driven, but actually, the great thing about when Uniswap first came out is literally, you you and I could be brainstorming an idea and put yeah. it out in a week's time. Yeah. Happy days, and the market decides, which is the exciting thing about it. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's demonstrable. Yeah. And yeah. and from a you know from my perspective, from an empirical perspective, that's adoption. As that's adoption too. So you can see the uses of Uniswap and that's um and I'm a fan of demonstrable evidence and so yeah that's I'm a, I'm an idealist right Toby so at the end of the day I've you know after decades of talking about these topics you kind of end up becoming a bit of a a bit of a dreamer when it comes to what's possible and you kind of look at the rest of the market and think 
almost but not quite but that doesn't mean that minima is perfect in fact we're in testnet because of that we oh. we we haven't completed the protocol yet and our main net is due for the end of q2 2022 so you know there's a lot of work to be done yeah no and 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 i mean to be honest um uniswap and anything on ethereum v1 kind of worked last year but the gas prices now just mean you need to explore other protocols and i kind of see that happening across all blockchain like even avalanche now is a twenty dollars a transaction or something so so you've got a um like as 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 networks often get usage they suddenly end up being phenomenally more expensive so you need to be hopping into new areas and and by the way if you look at why that is yeah right back to the start of the conversation yeah it's because of the way that it's constructed and if it's constructed with the motivation for people to win then there's always going to be someone who needs to be paid. And if there's someone who needs to be paid, then that, that party who needs to be paid is always going to maximise their, their construct. Um, <clears throat> this is like 2,000-year-old Roman capitalist infrastructure logic. And anyone who studied classics or any form of economics would see the way that this goes. I mean, five years ago, you could have predicted what Ethereum gas prices would be now on the back of a fat packet. So none of this can be a surprise. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, a fascinating conversation anyway, Jonathan. Um, I think there's a lot more to explore about Minima. Um, always, always love a, a, a new blockchain project and excited to hear a lot more about it. Thanks, Toby. And if anyone's listening who wants to get involved and run a node, it's free, obviously. In fact, they earn a coin per day. Um, they can go to incentive.minima.global. And uh, that's it, really. It's straightforward. Put in your mobile number, get a center link. Uh, you can run it on an Android device or a PC or a Mac or Linux. So, um, the only thing we're still waiting on is the iOS, and that's not our... Uh, <laughs> that's not our restriction we're just working with the lovely people at apple to make sure that people with an iphone can run a node but frankly i'm running a node on my uh, my imac uh, in the terminal window uh in the background all the time and why why wouldn't you oh wonderful wonderful well i may i may give it a try on my imac so amazing there you go. may as well leave it running <laughs> very good <laughs> amazing